If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. 2020 was a year of uncertainty, fear, trial, and error. It was also a year that saw growth, gratitude, guidance, and grit. Throughout the year, Ad Results Media sought out ways to bring our employees and teams together, and one of those initiatives was through employee-led committees. In this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media, Nathan Spell and I sit down with the members of the Scene Committee, whose objective is to create, plan, and implement initiatives that encourage employees to celebrate difference, inclusion, and become better allies. So let's get started. But 2020 has shown me that I don't really have to choose which version of myself I want to wear. I'm just always looking for different opportunities to be more present. So off is just like un- unlike anything I've ever been a part of in any organization I've been with. We are different from each other and that's okay. All right, I want to thank everyone so much for joining us today for this very special episode of On the Mic, where we interview members of our scene committee. Before we get started, I'd like to do some roundtable introductions. Mo, since you're the founder, let's start with you. Absolutely. Um, I'm Morgan, uh, but my preferred name is Mo. By day, I work as a senior media planner on various client accounts and by night, I am a sound curator, creative, uh, passionate about people, passionate about purpose, and passionate about words. Thank you for having me. Hi, my name is John. Uh, I'm the media research coordinator here at Ad Results Media. Um, I don't have an, as an exciting nightlife, I don't think, as, uh, as Mo does. But uh, in my off time, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy uh, reading and writing. I do a little bit of painting here and there. And just, you know, anything that catches my interest, really. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Blake Geary. Um, I am a media planner here at Ad Results. Been here for about a year and a half now. And I'm Ari. I'm a copywriter with Ad Results Media, helping craft scripts and copy direction for our clients. And in the off hours, I am a writer and roller skater. So I kind of want to start off with you, Mo. As the founder of Scene, can you tell us a little bit about the committee and what inspired you to take on this initiative? I think more than anything, it's the state of the world, just with the senseless police killings and the pandemic, the activism. It was almost impossible for me to continue to be within an organization without having these kind of conversations. Before 2020, it was always very important for me to separate my personal life from my professional life, and I never wanted to blend the two. Like when I came to work, I only wanted people to know me as Morgan and, you know, I work at Ad Results, I do media, and when I go outside of that, I'm Mo, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I I never wanted to, to blend the two worlds, and I was okay with that, but 2020 has shown me that I don't really have to choose which version of myself I want to wear because I am just as valuable and just as important as everyone else's experiences. I guess in so many ways, I felt like I needed to to mute a part of myself in order to fit within an organizational structure. Not that anyone was 
making me feel that way. I think by default, I just felt like I had to always kind of condense myself a little bit and just be leery about the kind of conversations that I was having, you know, outside of work. And so with the pandemic and the killings and just the state of the world, I was like, man, I really want to have these conversations, but I'm afraid to. I don't know how people are going to respond to this within the workplace. And once I saw Kurt and Marshall make that statement in the Slack channel, basically acknowledging the experience and what was happening in the world and making themselves available to the opportunity to create space for everyone, that's when I felt I needed to call them to action and be like, hey, are we going to put some movement behind this or is, or is this just going to be a moment? Um, and I was very, I was very afraid to do that just because you think words like equality and inclusion and diversity and all these words, these, these power words, you feel like everyone is going to align and, and believe in the purpose, but we all have our different views. You know, we all have our different opinions. Um, and so I just, you know, mustered up the courage and surrendered to my fears and just threw the idea out there. And, and Kurt was very receptive. I went straight to Kurt. Like I didn't go to anybody else. I wrote him personally and was like, hey, this is how I feel. Um, and he was like, whatever you want to do, let's make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, more than anything, I just want to say that I'm very blessed to have and honored to have the space to be able to create these kind of conversations and to be supported by such a strong group of allies and people that um, have never made me feel like I'm just isolated on an island trying to have these conversations. So, I'm curious to hear what drew the rest of you to this committee as well. Um, Ari, why don't we start with you? I'm just always looking for different opportunities to be more present. First of all, to be present as a duty for representation. So as an immigrant, a woman and a minority, I do feel that there is a little bit of responsibility on myself to say, hey, I'm here, I exist. And secondly, to be present to witness for other people so that they know that their experience, their struggles and their unique viewpoints are heard and are seen. And Mo's vision for the committee was so clearly aligned with that mission of mine that I was really just ecstatic to be part of it. Kind of like what Mo alluded to earlier. Uh, I mean, first off, this is like un unlike anything I've ever been a part of in any organization I've been with. Um, usually when it comes to diversity, the conversation is very, it's kind of tiptoed around. Everyone has approaches it with this kind of like, you know, we want to speak on it, but not too much because, you know, we'll get in trouble. And so this is the first of its first kind of group of its kind uh, that have seen that they're so ready to tackle that like head on, which I appreciate. Um, it's, it's as you were saying, it's so easy to kind of lose your personal self um, when you're part of an organization, you know, you, and, and that, that's based upon many different things. Like, you know, just the way the country's always been the way like the American workplace has always been, but regardless of reason, um, you know, that can be disheartening at times. You can come into your nine to five and work every day and feel like the real you isn't out there. Like no one knows that person who does, you know, A, B, or C. They just know the person that does it and that's it. Um, and so this, I definitely saw this as an opportunity to like, you know, get get to know my my coworkers in a, in a, in a more, um, in a deeper fashion, I guess, in a way that's uh, a little less surface level, a little less just like, oh, you know, happy Monday, happy Friday, like the bare bones you get in a normal workplace. And also find out the different 
the different qualities about them that lends our lends its diversity to um our workplace you know like we always we always tend to hear like you know childhood stories around like holiday season time or when we have like a big potluck at the office or something like that we don't get to know that kind of you know backgrounds and and experiences beyond those kind of cursory times um so definitely it's it i think overall i just see it as this um it's a great opportunity to bring the organization closer with one another and to understand the the different things that we each value and why we hold those things dear for sure i just want to say thank you for having me uh thanks for mo for thinking of me to be here um i appreciate you guys uh similar to mo's thread it was you know uh completely for me at least motivated by the senseless murders of um ahmaud aubrey Brianna taylor george floyd and it really um i think you know the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic uh and isolated from each other in terms of just you know spatially being away from the people we love um you know our our appointed communities um we had the internet and we had the media and we had all of these things happening and really no nobody to talk to about it or not a way to come together with some kind of okay let's address this um and 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 to john's point you know coming to work every day and knowing you know we call ourselves the armed fam and 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 not addressing these things happening um didn't feel right didn't sit right with me um at all as you know an animal rights activist as, as a person with empathy who cares for other people uh it's just something that that didn't fit and and so whenever mo uh came to the large the you know the larger organization with the idea for the scene committee um i yeah i was ecstatic to be a part of it and, and contribute to the conversation and, and in some kind of meaningful way i think it's cool hearing how you know you guys share a lot of this this sort of internal motivation for joining i'm curious what words like diversity and equity and inclusion mean to each of you so maybe if we start with mo again what what do those words mean to you diversity to me is i mean it's a played out word it's been played out for many many years i think it's like a placeholder it's just a way to fulfill the quota or to fulfill the expectation or the appropriate perception I don't really have to abide or really hold myself accountable to the root of difference. So when I was framing how I wanted to um, really call it, like what do I want to call this and what type of power words do I want to use to create that synchronicity, um, I was very turned off by the word diversity. And I know that that's the norm, but Kurt was like, well, what, what, what kind of words would you use? Like, how would you replace, you know? And I was like, difference. When we think about people that are different from us, it's literally the difference in skin tone, the, the difference in sexual orientation, the difference in gender, the difference in what I eat, vegetarian versus pescatarian. Like all these differences is what seems to be the most chaotic for people to wrap their minds around that we are different from each other and that's okay. That's fair and that your experience, despite your difference, still matters. And so difference is a word that I've really tried to really continuously use with the hopes that we can kind of phase out this word diversity altogether. And inclusion, difference, inclusion, equity, 
all of these things are just words if there are no actions or no real conversations happening, no praxis happening behind it. So even equity, like, I feel like my two power words is difference and inclusion, because that to me is saying you're different, but I'm still including you. And it's as simple to me in my mind, it's as simple as that. Just to open that up a little bit, do you, do you guys also see that sort of dichotomy between the word like diversity and, and the word like difference, how it seems like a similar word, you know, but diversity has all this other baggage with it. Do you guys feel the same way? Uh, just just to be open to any other viewpoints you guys might have. I definitely feel that way. I think a lot of times when those words get used, they're very well intentioned. But I think that when you do want to use those words, you have to acknowledge that it's oh, it always has to be more than acknowledgement um, that someone different from you exists but also that you are giving them the opportunity to be understood and that you're helping them gain an equal platform to share what they bring from their community. Yeah, just to, to piggyback on that, I think, like Mo said, diversity is, is kind of a, a buzzword in um, business right now and, and how we put actions behind ensuring that our, our differences in experiences um, are being brought to the table and being included. Um, you know, you can have, like uh, Iko Bathia said on the Brene Brown podcast, um, you can have diversity without having inclusion, but you can't have inclusion without having diversity. Um, and, and equity is the reason that we talk about these things in the first place. You know, historically, we have other people and not treated them um, with the value that they deserve, you know, depending on their, um, you know, protected class kind of, um, you know, the way that they identify or the way that the world identifies them. Um, so those are all um, important things that we talk about, but more important that we show up to actually do something and put put action behind. Yeah, I find it I find it kind of funny that the word diversity is kind of this like as they've mentioned this uh this buzzword. It's like kind of this thing you see in corporate culture as kind of like this like I don't want to say seal of approval, but like when you when you think of this idea of like oh we have a diversity program or this and that like it's like almost like oh we're good. But in actuality, I think diversity is just the the base state of human life. I think just all human beings are just inherently different. I mean, there's a reason they use that, uh, that cliche of like, like, like snowflakes, how human beings are supposed to be like snowflakes, how they're, you know, they're all the same, but each one's completely different, but it's very true. It's, it's, you know, regardless of where you come from or what your background is, or, you know, your race or religion or sexual orientation or anything, it's, it's, it makes up a part of who you are and it's going to be different than the next person over. And so I feel like that's that's where inclusion comes in. I think that's where we need to start thinking about inclusivity. Because um, at first you have to acknowledge that, that you know, not all human beings are going to, they're going to appeal, you know, not necessarily appeal, but fit a certain, you know, model of person, especially when it comes to in the workplace. We have to kind of throw those notions of like, you know, the model employee out the window. Because, you know, what you bring into a job is going to be largely dependent on your experiences. And what those experiences are built upon are, you know, what makes you different and how people, how other people perceive those differences in you. 
Um, but no, inclusion is the more important part of that for me personally, is just the fact that it's so easy to just like not talk about what makes us different because, you know, it's a scary topic to approach. But at the end of the day, it does us a disservice because, you know, we're kind of just, you know, putting that away in the attic and ignoring it. We're not necessarily celebrating as those things as we should be. So I know that we've touched on kind of how it's common to talk about the importance of diversity and the importance of inclusion and, and how a lot of workplaces may acknowledge it or may say, yeah, we're diverse. Yeah, we're super inclusive, but maybe they're not taking the action to, to kind of hold up those statements. What have you found is the most challenging part of creating an inclusive environment? My biggest challenge has been being in the forefront in this way and being seen, period. There's a risk always involved with advocating anything amongst a group of 80 plus people who may or may not have the same perspective or understanding as you. You know, when I, I was literally shaking my anxiety when I was presenting during the town hall and wanting to invite people in, thinking like, is anybody going to care about this? Like, does this matter? Is this just me? Because, you know, not having these conversations outside of the few people that, you know, you may be cool with outside of work, you don't really know where people stand or how they're going to respond to you if there's going to be backlash. Like, what's the embrace going to be like, if any? And so that part was the most complicated for me. And then once I saw the outpour, I was like, wow, okay, this is amazing. And then once I saw certain people kind of turning away, I'm like, wow, am I offending people? Like I started to go into these different emotions, which is kind of coming up because I'm, I've opened this can of worms about inclusion. And now you know, am I going to be censored? And am I only going to be able to go so far? Are we only going to be able to go so far? There's just so many. And I think that that feeling is still kind of there in the pocket, you know, because like John, like everyone has said, we don't really know how people are going to respond to inclusion when it's at this level of, so how y'all feeling today? like on the Slack channel, like what's good? Like I've had a horrible week. I've been anxious. My hands have been, I didn't think I was going to get out of bed. Like these are the kind of conversations that we're having hyper vulnerable, non-censored, like really truth telling moments. And you just never know how someone is going to respond to that type of space. But I don't know how to make it shallow because the experience is not shallow in any way. Like being a Black, queer, masculine presenting woman, you know, eccentric with tattoos and just all these ways of being constantly being misgendered outside of the societal norms. I'm like, A, I don't even want to teach y'all this. I don't even want to talk to y'all about this because y'all should really know how to look this up for yourselves and really gain the awareness. So one part of me is I'm not responsible for your ignorance, right? But then the other part of me is like, wow, okay, let me kind of calm it down and let me open the space and let's just have the conversations and let me try to practice mercy. Let me try to practice understanding. Let me try to practice community. Everything that I want somebody to practice for me I want to practice that for someone else, even if I feel like they've offended me in some kind of way. And so I think that that level of intensity of emotions just comes by way of the word inclusion period. And when you add workplace, HR, 
on top of that, it just, it adds a, an entire another level of um, caution and, you know, bravery that's required. Yeah, Mo's right. It, it takes a lot of courage to do that kind of thing. And shout out to you for, like, like I said, for starting this whole thing. I remember we, honestly, we had a conversation about this during one of our one-on-ones before it, like, launched. And I said something to the effect of, like, oh, wow, I'm glad you're doing this because I couldn't do it. Like, that's, that's terrifying to me. And, like, we're, but at the same time, I'm not to, like, to, not to make assumptions, but I'm sure I'm just as passionate about the subject matter as you are. And so, but like, there's that level of like, oh, you know, this is my job. I could be jeopardizing my career if I say, oh, hey, can I get, can I be heard, please? And so that's difficult. It's a difficult line to toe for sure. And it also takes, it takes a certain level of being able to put yourself into other people's perspectives as well. Like I can, I have my own experience and we, we each all have our own experiences and it's easy to, to discount others or to look at someone completely from a completely different walk of life and just look at the surface level, you know, perception of them and think, oh, you know, they don't know what I've been through. They don't know, understand the kind of stuff I've seen. When in actuality, you don't know that until you get to know the person. So that's an important part of it as well. Kind of making sure, you know, it, it like, it's like, it's like, uh, um, it's like the rest of the panel has been saying, like, it's, it's not enough just to show up. You've actually got to do the work and you actually have to like, you know, be willing to, you know, like be willing to put your job at stake or be willing to, to have, have whatever it takes to make your voice heard, regardless of whatever, you know, any kind of blowback you might receive from it. It's, it's all of what Mo said. It's all of what John said. Um, it's the anxieties around how do my experiences compare to these people's experiences and, um, you know, dealing with my own privilege, my own fragility, understanding the scope that we have to work within. You know, we as as employees can show up and and come into the same room and say, like, these are things that we care about. Um, But also, you know, there's an aspect of, of really if I've learned anything from, from podcasting and, and, uh, you know, the podcast, nice white parents, it's when, you know, white people are trying to solve the problem. You're not solving the problem because you're not addressing the needs of others. Um, this is not a problem, you know, that marginalized communities can solve because obviously that's the whole problem, you know, white supremacy. Um, so knowing where, where the members of this committee, um, stop and where leadership begins and how to bridge that gap and put some, you know, we can, we can, how to make things more transformational versus just transactional. You know, we're not just showing up to, to, you know, we have, we have a um, difference inclusion committee, but we have a committee that is benefiting the needs and the diverse backgrounds and experiences of everyone here and addressing um, the fact that, you know, maybe they haven't been treated the same or they they have had different, you know, um, lives, entire lives that we just don't know about. Um, And and yeah, uh, so I think that's been the most difficult thing for me, knowing each time I, I come into a a, a meeting or I, I post in the Slack channel just wanting to be thoughtful. Um, and also, yeah, you just like, there's this inherent feeling of like, I'm going to step on toes. I'm going to step on people's toes. It's for the best. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of discomfort in that. And just like they said, having courage, um, uh, being called to courage and showing up anyway. I think another challenge that we have is being able to 
create a community where everybody feels empowered to have ongoing participation. So sometimes some diversity initiatives don't really gain momentum because they don't make an effort beyond one social media post or after after one go, they they don't keep it top of mind on top of all the work that we have to do. I think everyone on the committee and Mo especially has been wonderful so far because we're we've created an internal organization where we can share new resources as we find them, share different educational materials as we learn about them so that we can have more meaningful and like Mo said, more candid, honest conversations about our human experiences as as a group that's trying to survive and work our way through the world in different ways. And I think it's it's definitely a struggle. It is definitely a struggle because you have to create an environment where people are active enough to flourish and continue to flourish. Ari raises a really good point. Um, I hadn't really thought about is just the fact that because the group is so diverse and everyone there is, you know, like all in it, although it takes a lot to make, you know, consistent um, diversity and inclusion a thing in a, in a workplace, it, it's made easier by the entire scene committee and how everyone there is constantly, you know, uplifting each other. And, and even if you don't, if you're not super, you know, brave to bring something up to the committee and when you see all these other people talking about things that are important to them, it kind of, it builds that courage within yourself. It definitely has for me, for sure. Like I'm not normally um, a, a uh, an outspoken person when it comes to, <laughs> comes to people I work with, but I've definitely through the scene committee and you know through um, just working with people in general in the organization and getting to know them more closely, that I've become better at that. Just you know just by being part of the group and being there, witnessing other people, you know, fighting for the same thing essentially. So I'm curious as you guys are discussing some of the challenges you've been facing, some of the things that are brought up sort of consistency is this um this place where you're you're having to be vulnerable you're having to take that risk you're having to act courageously um to sort of bridge that gap that inclusivity requires right we have to understand these people who are different from us in order to include everyone and come together so you know i'm curious how y'all are approaching coming to an understanding of the perspectives that you know your peers from different backgrounds have and 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 what is the goal from that experience what do you guys really see as the sort of the overarching sort of goal of that we're creating a safe space digitally for us to get to know one another starting with you know what's the origin of your name like, why do you prefer to be called this? I mean, just really stripping it down to the bare bones of having conversations with people and creating a space for people to feel like they can engage or they can feel empowered or they could just, even if they say nothing, they're still experiencing the content, the conversations, and maybe, you know, absorbing something valuable and beneficial and purposeful for themselves. And so, so far, it's been less about the check the check boxes right like here's our to-do list here are all the initiatives that we want to do here's what's going to be great on linkedin instagram and all these things and it's more just about like y'all like how y'all feeling today you know like really just having a casual conversation with people that 
we might sit six feet away from in the office and know nothing about them outside of the basic work stuff. Um, and everyone decided to be here, right? So we don't have to filter through like, um, ooh, am I, you know, when we're in the channel, we're in the channel because everyone wants to be here. They're choosing freely to be in this space um, and to engage in this way. And so at first I felt a little insecure about the scene committee as of, as of um, you know, since the launch, we've been act kind of moving more so like a support group, a community group, and just having these conversations. And so um, I was like, man, I'm kind of insecure because I'm comparing to the wellness committee, the cycling committee, you know, the social committee, all the, and everyone's constantly rolling out these initiatives. And I'm like, okay, Mo, like, relax. You know, this is a, a different kind of framework. Um, this is a different need. And we can't just, I feel like we have to have this layer of getting to know one another and trusting each other, right? Like I have to develop trust. People have to develop trust in me. Like Nathan, for real, like if you want to get in on the same committee Slack channel, you don't even have to be in the committee. If you just want to get in on the conversation, let me know. Um, because people are very um, naked, you know, in, in the rawest sense. Um, and right now that's the focus, but we do have some initiatives that are in the works. Um, but beyond the tangible initiatives, I feel full and I feel seen by knowing that if I'm alone in my apartment and I just wanna vent, or if I wanna like have a conversation, I can go to the same Slack channel and engage and people will support support me and and talk back and see me. I guess the follow-up there is, I know you mentioned that there are some big differences. Like, are there are there initiatives that you wanted to talk about as well, or are those sort of still in the works as far as beyond the, just like growing that community and getting that trust formed up front? Uh, we have three initiatives. One that's coming up and Lindsay's gonna be our first amazing guest. Um, it's like the 10 things we don't know about you. Um, so as a committee, we all came together and um, you know added in some questions and things that we would like to ask. Um, and it's basically just like a highlight, uh, a way for why the entire organization to get a better sense of like who these people are um, and just find out some really cool information about people. Um, we are creating an inclusive calendar. Um, Blake has done an amazing job, really running point on getting this initiative situated. Um, but her and Kylie are going to be distributing a survey so that we can gauge if people feel um, represented, you know, in their belief system, specifically me. Um, it's, it's very important for me to, moving forward, like really honor Martin Luther King Day um, Juneteenth celebration. Um, and, you know, just saying like, hey, this is a part of my experience, um, my heritage, my ancestry, and I would like to see this acknowledged organizationally, right? And so there might be other holidays that employees may feel are absent, um, and we want to give them an opportunity to express that. Um, and then the last one that we're working on um, 
trying to get it together. Hopefully we can get it done by the end of this year is just providing support and charity to outside organizations. Um, so whether that's writing letters to nursing homes and or um, similar to what the social committee did last year, um, or there's another organization called the Circles of Mother and it's mothers for mothers that have lost their children to gun violence. Um, in what way can we help aid um, that cause? Um, so we, we have some things that are in the works. Um, they're on the timeline, um, but I am a very free flowing person. I go by the energy. Um, and this is the kind of work that isn't a period. It's a semicolon, it's gonna always continue. Um, so I want to make sure that we are all, when we do these initiatives and put this work out that we're present, uh, we're invested and we're doing it at, at the highest level. Um, so if we all can't contribute that, then I would us just rather, you know, pause until, until we can. Now, Mo, I know that you and I have been with ad results for a while. And without going into too much detail, I think it's pretty safe to say that we've seen some pretty significant culture changes within the organization over the past few years. So when you brought the idea of the scene committee up, I couldn't think of someone better to kind of oversee this new initiative. What do you ultimately hope to bring to Ad Results Media? Oh, you took me back, Lindsay, to the very beginning. Um, I think I just want to bring the possibility to the organization, like the possibility that people can change their mindset, even after generations and generations and generations of trauma or being rooted in their own belief systems and their traditions and their behaviors. You know, I want to bring forth the possibility that that progressive change can happen. And we, as the employees and the people, we really have the voice, but we also have the visibility. And you know what, to be completely honest, I was like, y'all, if I do, like I'm talking to my partner, I'm like, baby, if I do this, like, you think they gonna fire me? Just because you never, you just never know. Like, you know, I'm like, will I be targeted? You know, not applying it specifically to our results media as an organization, but like John said, corporate America, corporate white America. This is the mentality. Like, I don't want to be all Angela Davis right now, but I was very nervous, scared that I wasn't going to be able to create this space without consequence. And I know that that's a result of my generational trauma, that whenever I stand in the forefront of something, that there's going to be a consequence if it shakes up the flavor a little bit too much. So regardless of the outcome, <laughs> you know, now and forevermore, um, I just want to create the possibility that people can come into the workspace and be there, be them 100% selves, you know, respectfully, but still able to talk casually at the lunch table about their girlfriend or, you know, if they're in a homosexual relationship or if they're transitioning into another gender or if they're gender non-conforming and they have different pronouns or, um, you know, if they are an animal activist or a vegetarian, 
whatever quirks, you know, like there, there's a young man that just started today and he was doing his, his 15 things in our planners meeting. He was like, I love all the weird sports that no one likes, like hockey and um, pole vaulting. And I was thinking, why is that weird? You know, like what makes that weird? What makes that outside of the norm and the fact that we have to kind of have this disclaimer, this precursor to what we naturally and authentically move into. I wanna create the possibility that we don't have to do that. We can show up exactly as we are. We can arrive exactly as we are and we're not tolerated, but we're, and we don't have to be understood, but we can be respected and we can be accepted. And that's, if I can do that, I'm, I'm gravy, like the kids say. <laughs> Well, um, it obviously takes a lot of courage. I think hearing you share that sort of dilemma that you had, uh, you know, even verbalizing it with your partner, I think it's really important for people to keep in mind that that is a legitimate thought. Like there is this concern that you guys have talked about with corporate America and how it can, it can feel very daunting to, to stand up and say, Hey, this is something that's needed. Um, even though it's so obvious that it is something that's needed in so many organizations. Um, so I guess all that being said, the question that I wanted to ask is how or what advice would you give to other organizations or maybe other people like yourselves in other organizations who are thinking about launching something similar to scene in their own, in their own workspace? I'd like to take this one, uh, if you don't mind, Mo. Um, I, I, I just want to say um, I am grateful, just as, as everybody has, has stated, that Mo took this on. This was um, initially when, when the scene committee was, you know, a, a new idea, a freshly baked idea. Um, I wanted to reiterate to Mo that I was grateful to her for, for bringing it about, but it was not her responsibility to educate us, to, you know, bring us to an understanding, um, uh, yet she did facilitate this community. So I would say, um, that it's important that leadership takes this on. And this is something that they prioritize and bring to their employees, knowing that this affects everyone. Um, and they have the most power to create change, um, to create goals, to hold, um, you know, the agency at large accountable to those goals. Um, so, you know, start the conversation, start it now, start it and, and the uppermost levels, um, and, and see who, you know, who you can get involved. Um, I think some, some other advice that I would have for other organizations is to, to just open up the floor to everybody, um, not just to select few leaders, but to really allow others to take up space and to be heard, but also at the same time to give time for people to ask questions, uh, to respond with their own stories, because being able to be more inclusive isn't just about giving somebody a soapbox, but it's about being able to share those stories and understand that the same way that your personal story has impacted your growth as a person, that same exact experience happens to other people and their experience is just invalid and just as meaningful to their growth. 
So the more that we have the opportunity and the space and the time to learn from other people, we can grow not only as individuals for ourselves, but as a community because we have a shared well to draw from for inspiration and for joy. I think that's a that's a large part of that is the the whole idea of the scene committee is like fighting all these different voices into one one you know unique channel and the best part of having all these different varied voices is that it makes the the larger conversation more interesting and dynamic and you get to learn different things and you get to even find new interests that you may hold um and had you not or had you would have not have um come across them had you not joined this specific committee or a similar committee in your own organization. But uh, but the, the biggest piece of advice I have to give is just to be genuine, I guess, just to be real about it. Don't, don't make it obligatory don't make it this like, you know, oh, we do this one week in January and then we all signed the forms and that was it for the year, you know, like seriously, if you're going to do it, if you're going to even attempt something like it, be come with a willingness and an openness to learn and to, and I suppose is to face the scarier aspects of, of, you know, difference and, and, and newness as most people are kind of apt to shy away from. Um, but no, just give it, just go all in with it, you know, give it your, you know, give it, give it the attention, uh, the attention it would deserve something like this, because if you cultivate it correctly, I think it, it'll add more to your organization than any, you know, run at the mill, you know, slideshow, however would have done. <laughs> well, Unless Mo, if, if you had any more parting advice for for someone who's who's thinking through this um, as well, I mean John, Blake, and Ari. I mean they really articulated it perfectly. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you, thank you three. Always on it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.